And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. All right, let me just look over the show here. I'm looking over the show right now. Hi, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the cold open of Spike's Car Radio. We're just going over. You can hear that. Rustling up the papers, getting ready. Uh, the lighting of cigars. We're in uh, beautiful Baldwin Hills with the beautiful people of Baldwin Hills uh, at Zuckerman's Place. On a Sunday afternoon, we got the Sheba, we got cigars, yeah. <laughs> and we got car talk. And it's good to see you all. Um, where should we start? Why don't we start? Um, we've had a little drama. The last uh, 24 hour Zuckerman. Mm, and, it, yeah. you know, it actually it started Friday and I'll just walk you guys through it so you uh, can understand it. And then uh, we'll talk about uh, just how stupid the city of Malibu is, <laughs> the city that we love, but just how stupid the people who are running that city, if it's even them, are We're working for the city that believe they're running the city. Holy, holy shit. Anyway, um, Friday. I got a, a text from Fireball, our, our friend Fireball, who said, uh, uh, oh, you know what? It started with Bill. He said they're very upset. Uh, the city is very upset. They're going to close all the lots for the cars and coffee on Sunday. They don't want any of you car people there. Keep in mind the non-existent cars and coffee, just people getting coffee with their car <laughs> at a certain time. Right. They don't want anybody there. Apparently, Fireball posted something that called it the Malibu Cars and Coffee, and now we know it's real. What Fireball had done was put up a post and said, I took some pictures of cars in a Malibu parking lot. It was quite Ooh. a car show. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, right? I took pictures of bikinis at the beach. <laughs> I mean, you know, because yeah. before, before this yeah. started, there were no nice cars in Malibu. That's yeah, the crazy none, thing. None, Nothing. No, okay, no, okay no, let me continue. Let me continue. And I said... Uh, I said, okay, let me text, uh, because, you know, they, I, uh, pretty much everybody is o almost okay with, the, with people going and getting coffee Sunday mornings at the Malibu Country Mart, which is a public place to get coffee, as long as you don't call it a show and there's no organizational group and we all pretend to be a part of it, not a part of it. There is no, nothing. Everybody just shows up at 8 o'clock because they come there, and we've been doing it for 20 goddamn years. Anyway, I uh, sent a text to Fireball. I go, hey, can you... The, somebody's upset about this and Bill's upset and we don't want to make life hard for him. Can you just delete that? And he goes, look, I've, I, 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 I just feel the call. Didn't say who it was from, but they're threatening me. Threats. Uh, hmm. They're saying they're going to shut this thing down. And I'm like, huh? And I didn't think twice about it. And then I kind of forgot about it. Okay. Next day, Matt Farah. Hey, I was just on the phone with a police officer who uh, threatened me, who uh, said there was going to be some sort of civil action against him for starting the car show. <laughs> and I, Farrah? And he, yeah, Farrah said, I told him, I didn't say much. Again, it was all text. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I kind of forgot about that. Then I, then I meditated. And when I woke up, I, I had received a call from a certain uh, Malibu sheriff. A lieutenant. A lieutenant. That said, uh, uh, well, maybe I can play it for you. No, I don't want to play it because it's got his name and it's got his phone number. But it said, uh, uh, Michael Ferriston. Oh, yeah, uh, official voice. Yeah, this is Lieutenant. Uh, and I won't say his name. Could you please call? And I knew exactly what it was about. And it made me laugh. And I thought about our friends down uh, in Orange County who say, uh, shut the fuck up. Don't ever talk to the police. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I made a mental note to never call the guy back ever. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then I got kind of pissed because I could tell Matt was a little spooked by the call, right? So I called uh, Zuckerman and I said, uh, here's what's going on. Told him that whole story. I said, let's get Matt on the phone, right? right. And we got Matt on. And uh, why don't you, you'll recall better because you're a lawyer. What did Matt say to us had happened with him? He said that this guy called him up, said that... He was promoting an illegal car show and that the city of Malibu was going to sue him for $200,000 in extra police costs. Whereupon I went crazy kind of on the telephone. Right. And Matt also said, look, I don't promote car shows of any right. kind. He goes, I, I go to Bill's for coffee about four times a week. And if there are cars there, I take pictures. But we don't. He goes, I don't have a car show. By the way, Fireball... He does have cars and coffees, but 
This is not one of them. And I don't have a car. None of us have a car show, right? None. But the three of us then got very upset. And then Zuckerman, and you know, when you <clears throat> when you talk about people uh, breaking the law, especially police officers, intimidating, especially innocent people, Matt Fair, myself, right. Tim. I got outraged. You get out, and I said, you know what? I'm going to send you a dollar, Zuckerman. Uh, Matt Fair is going to send you a dollar. You are now representing us in this case. Here's the guy's number. I'm glad I didn't delete it. And he's expecting a call back. This is Saturday afternoon, right? So you got to work calling him. I called him and I didn't get, and I wasn't going to leave a message. So I wanted to make sure he called me back. So what did you say? I just, and so I didn't leave a message. I texted him and I said, hey, I'm calling you about the car thing. <laughs> Call me back. I left it that <laughs> wide open for him to interpret what it was that I was talking did about. Did you identify yourself? No, of course not. Okay. And then I was suspicious <laughs> that some private real estate mogul had put him up to this. So when he eventually called me back at about, I'd say about 9 or 9.30. Sounded a little tipsy, in fact, the lieutenant did. And I could be wrong, because I don't know. But anyway, he called me up, and I said, I, I said, I think we have a common friend, and I referenced this real estate guy, and then the, the lieutenant was objectively confused by what I was saying. <laughs> so I scratched off that he was acting at the behest of a private citizen. And I said to him, well, let me get to the point. I'm the attorney for Spike Ferris and Matt Ferrer, and I want to know why you're calling them and you're harassing them. And he goes, he goes, I was delivering a message. The message was delivered. And I want to say, I said, okay, but let me ask a question. I said, on whose behalf? On whose behalf were you delivering this message? Right. And he started getting really angry. What are you talking about? What are you asking? What are you asking? I said, I thought it was a fairly simple question. <laughs> Who told you to call my clients? And he went crazy again, saying he didn't understand my question. I said, I don't know how to make this any simpler. Did someone in the sheriff's department tell you to make that call or the city? And he goes, the city. And I go, okay. Okay. Because I think he got nervous about his place of employment. And I said, Who in the city? Who in the city? Give me a name of who in the city um, told you to call my clients and harass them and tell them. And then he started to flip out again. And then I said to him, and let me tell, ask you a question. How did you get my client's phone number? And he said, the same way I got Fireball's phone number. I said, you know, you're in the habit of not answering my question. Are you telling me that you accessed your law enforcement database <laughs> illegally to get the phone number of my clients and other people? Ah, he goes crazy. <laughs> and, and, and I said, I better not find out that you're using your access to law enforcement database for personal reasons. And then he starts flipping out. And then his wife, I think his wife, was some female in the background, said, honey, who's on the phone? And he, and he said, some fool. So he gets back on the phone with me and he goes, he starts to scream some more. And I said, wait a second, before we get to then my clients, you called me a fool. And he, and he goes, I said, you need to apologize for that. He goes, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I said, we're not using pronouns. We're not using descriptives. What are you apologizing for? Uh, well, I'm sorry. I said, you're sorry for what? And then he, he goes, what do you mean? I said, okay, let me be clear, Lieutenant. You're going to say, Mr. Zuckerman, I apologize for calling you a fool. I'm wrong. I made him apologize to Mr. Zuckerman for calling him a fool because we had to get that straight. We so had to he get that said, straight. He, he said, said in that moment, Mr. Zuckerman, I apologize for calling you a fool. Wow. And then I said, let's get back to your to your We're all going to get Serpico'd in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let him. You Let go him. in first. Yeah, yeah. Bang. I've Let seen him. training day. You go in yeah. for coffee first. No, I'm not taking no. that. I said to him, you're acting out of personal animus. He goes, what? I go, you're acting out of personal animus. I don't understand. But in terms of realizing that this guy's a lieutenant and this guy is using his position to harass people exactly what this is an abuse of power yeah. an abusive position of the color of authority i said you're acting out of your personal dislike for people without proper authority 
I said, these people are not running a car show. I said, in fact, really, everyone you're talking to is basically, they're not, they're not senior citizens, but they're starting to get mail from AARP, and they're going, <laughs> they're going out to Malibu to enjoy coffee and, yeah. and a bagel. And they park the car. And they park the car. They, they the just car. park them. And there's about seven places in that parking lot that serve coffee that's specifically there <clears> to draw the, to do all these almost and <laughs> I do believe and perhaps I'm wrong Zuckerman they are in the business to make money selling right. their coffee aren't they yes it's like oh, an attractive good. nuisance good. of course we're going there <laughs> and you might as well outlaw the sun the surf and the bikinis right yes right and so yeah now if I was a person that lived in Malibu as I do I don't like people in Lamborghinis driving 120 miles an hour and having accidents no, and I don't like I'm sorry for that yeah and I don't like people who, you know, tourists who make U-turns yes. and endanger motorcyclists, yes. all of that stuff. But when it comes to my friends, particularly my friends, I'm going to react very hostily to anybody that's harassing yeah. me. And they're looking at the wrong people. They're looking at the wrong people. We're law-abiding citizens. But you let him know there would be legal action against I them if him, there was said, any further harassment. I said to him, if you, if you got anything else to say, if you got anything else to say, you're going to call me. And I said, and if you call them again, there's going to be there's going to be a price to pay. Yes. So, yes. I, said, so I said, now my message been delivered. <laughs> now I have a question. Did yeah. he Congratulations! Ever, did wait, he... come on. Applause for oh, Zuckerman oh, on that, Johnny. Applause. I'm so before curious. you change the channel. This I'm so curious. Curious. Thank you, Zuckerman. This is Thank why you. I am a powerful advocate in the courtroom yes. because once my clients have been wronged. Get out of my Hold way. Hold on one second, Johnny. Hold yeah, that yeah. thought. Now he said a couple of different things. He said, because uh, Matt Farah asked him straight out, and I remember him saying, what is there, some sort of, he goes, we've been doing, there's been an investigation. Oh, yeah, right. And Matt Farah said, a criminal investigation? He goes, no, civil. Why is he calling? Why are you calling right. then? Why? On behalf, yeah, and, and we're going to have to pay this money. They had to put out extra sheriffs or something. They had to pay extra, so there's a civil about. case. And by the way, what he was saying He was about? saying nothing. Now, here's, let me just get to this part. This is the, fu and we've, uh, Matt Ferris said, uh, we, that we've been listening to podcasts, and we've been watching social media, and we now know it's you. Oh, right? it's a free world, and there's okay, free speech. Okay, well, guess what? Guess where this lawsuit goes pretty damn quick. Let me bring your uh, attention to the early shows, early pandemic shows, Zuckerman. Do you remember those first couple of weeks, what happened in Malibu, and what was our reaction was? Do you remember that? Tell me again. <laughs> Everybody... Uh, the second they closed all the car shows around Malibu, everybody started coming to Bills. Right. Do you remember? Yeah, and what did it. and what did I say? You said everyone's going to go to the parking lot. <laughs> no, I said get out. We're not coming there. If you listen to three shows in a row, it's us going. You've ruined this place. Please don't come anymore. We don't want you there. And the more we told them not to come, the more they came. The more You're they right. came. But all you, all I would need to do in court is say, "Here, let me play you three episodes of my show where I'm literally dis uh, I'm upset. They've ruined our place, and I asked them over and over again not to come." Am I, and also, how is that my car show? Talk, Lieberman. You, 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 I, go ahead. I just, what, the thing that uh, I'm tripping out on is when you said, "Who on whose behalf are you delivering this message?" Did he ever? No. He never. There was never a name or an organization. No, it was or all on his own personal initiative. That's insane, though. Like, why? If you, I mean, if you're really looking at Matt and Spike's social media, like, there's 82 Michael, people. By the way, Michael. 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 Sorry, Michael. No, no clue. Yeah, Michael's Michael. social media. Spike. Michael. Spike. This Michael Ferenstein. Michael Ferenstein. Are you the guy who told no one to come here and then told people to come here? We're like, going to we're going to put a stop to this right before everything opens up on June fifteenth. <laughs> by the way, Ed, uh, we're, he's talking to guys like collectively. There's millions of listeners. He's talking to guys with microphones who have nothing better to do than push back against this and turn it into entertainment. That's the other stupid thing. As if you know, as if you're teenagers who are going to be frightened. That's the strategy this guy used, which really made me laugh. Like, we're, we're going to go run and hide because the big bad police is going to I delivered my message. I said, what are you in the box? Yeah. 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 Oh, Bruno, this means that he's, he sleeps with the fishes. No, but that's, that's, and he said to Matt Ferry, he said, you guys can't come here anymore. 
Oh, really? He said, you can't come and get coffee on Sundays. You can't do this really? anymore. Yeah. He really told Matt yeah, Barry, it's up you to can't him. He's, oh. It's up to him this where we go. This town is close to you? Yes. I mean, it's like that scene from the Big Lebowski, the stand of Malibu. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. Keep your gold bricking ass out of Malibu. Should we, Who? you know, you want to you wanna have fun? Let's have some fun. Let's, let's call. Play. Let's, I'm ready let's to play. play. Let's call road I'm track. Let's call ready Jalopnik. to play with let's this have, guy. How about I just go to court? I'll just go to hey, court. how about you just let us go have some coffee on Sunday mornings and embrace the autumn? This group has caused no trouble whatsoever. The people going there since the pandemic began have not injured or hurt anyone. We've enriched the vendors. Well, you've of enriched the, the police of the, the Malibu tickets. Country Mart. I don't We've, think that there's the, more but, cops out there. No, there but are. Hold on. No, 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 no. There are, but the they, they tickets are writing. They, they, they're making overtime. And by the way, a few of them, I'm not going to say who they are. They're car fans. They come over and hang with us yeah totally and they go this is totally bullshit why we're here but we have to show up because a couple of karens in brentwood are complaining about the noise now i happen to run into the malibu audubon guy yesterday who who gets a lot of the blame for these wednesday night runs and runs through malibu and i've seen them in the malibu press and i told him about this and i said you know dude i'm getting blamed for a lot of the stuff you're doing he goes he goes what do you get calls for he's gotten a ton of these calls, apparently. Really? And I said, all right, well, let me ask you a couple questions. I don't know them too well. I go, are you the guys like racing through Brentwood on sunset, um, like 11 o'clock at night to midnight? He goes, no, that's not us. It sounds like a good run. <laughs> that's been going on for nine years. <laughs> right, right. They blame Malibu Audubon for that. And then there was, there was another incident in uh, Malibu where they said, the Malibu Audubon guys are coming through. We're going to have, this was on a weekend. It, it wasn't them. It wasn't anybody. And and people are upset because nice cars drive in Malibu. And they think, and this is happening in Brentwood too. And by the way, I'm not a big fan of this Wednesday uh, parade of Lamborghinis that goes down sunset. It makes a lot of noise. But from the sounds of it, it's just guys going on a drive. They are not drag racing, which is what the old I ladies know, I say. Love it. I love drag, it. drag racing. They're drag right, racing. Right, right, right. Illegal street racing. It's some guys who we don't hang with. With loud cars doing a, you know, a midnight you know, run. Meanwhile, they're listening to the, you know, these old folks listening to the Beach Boys, 409, and a little old lady from Pasadena, while they're complaining about the Lamborghinis. This is the culture <laughs> that made Southern California. Exactly. Right? This For how is, many decades? Uh, that's what I, ever yeah. since the car. So it's dumb. What they need to do is to allow guys like Fireball or, or like, um, Andy Cohen's son to have their car shows and bring the early crowd for that kind of car show person allow people to have the events that they had pre-COVID that occurred early in the morning and, and and just open it up. Yeah, yeah, and they have to allow the Malibu Country Mart to be a place where people go to buy coffee. <laughs> Which they sell there. Uh, you know, yeah. no disrespect to the Malibu Country Mart, but we're kind of putting them on the map in a global way when <laughs> global manufacturers want to bring their cars down there. The people who show up or represent everyone, every gender, every race. It's the most diverse little show that's going on yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. It is not a show in the sense that there's nobody's making money. It's not organizational. But the people we've met out there, like, you know, no disrespect to car and jets, but that was just a certain kind of person, right? Invite only, lots of money, and the car and jet crowd, and it's uh, it's it is what it is. It's not like what Malibu is, which is a really nice place to be. Democratizing kind of a car show. People democratizing, right, right. And what's more classic than a Sunday drive? Sunday drive, chicken in every pot. But it's, <laughs> right. it's not and even it, it's not even like your typical cars and coffee around the country where there's like Mustangs peeling out and killing people. It's not that kind of show. No. I've seen Leno chase after the Lamborghini guys revving the engine and go, shut the F no, up. Well, that that, shut I mean, that was why I kind of stopped going. I remember there was one week where there was like three Aventadors like trying to get in stationary, and they put it in neutral and started revving. And I'm like, this is the end. They're going to shut this down. because and some guy parked right in the middle of the drive. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. remember, remember the, I was the with roadway. you that guy, a while ago, that guy in the Senna. And he's well, like, yeah. what? I'm like, move your car. You're in the road. He's like, Ugh, Well, that's because they're shutting down all the stupid lots. Yeah. Now, right. there's a backdrop of this. And I will say this is, oh, and it's a perennial significant problem on PCH in Malibu. There's been quite a few pedestrians that have been killed in the past month yeah. or two, including, I think it was on the night of April 4th, two pedestrians were killed in one accident at PCH in Bush at night. Um, 
And that was an accident that didn't involve racing, didn't involve right. you know, car people per se. Yeah. Uh, it's just PCH is it's dangerous. dangerous. I grew up over the hill, you know, from Malibu, and that was it was all, you, you, people, you know, running across the street in their wetsuits to get hit. You know, at right. dawn, they're wearing a black wetsuit, they get hit. It, well, you know, it's just. We're going to I'm going to continue to go there. You're going to see me on Sundays going there. I might use the restroom on Sunday at 9 a.m. Every Sunday at 9 a.m. I might go down to Marine Lair uh, in one of my nice cars and buy some nice clothes at Marine Lair because I love their clothes. Might go to Oliver Peoples in Malibu at nine on Sunday a.m. Might not get coffee. I might just go and shop at one of the beautiful stores at the Malibu Country Mart every Sunday at 9 a.m. Spending your money, which is what yes. the an officer, proprietors would an like. An officer who called me, don't ever call me again, and uh, talk to your boys, they're, 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 the, the, especially the motorcycle cops. They're great guys. They come, they chat with us, they shut down the yahoos, and uh, they're car people like us. And knock Except this stupid... Except that one guy that gave me a ticket. He, don't talk to him. I know who he is. But if you're speeding, Intimidation you're speeding. I do not like. I do not like intimidation. Let me crazy. talk about one of our sponsors. One of our new sponsors. Blue one Juice. of our great sponsors. No, every plate... Every plate. And I can tell you, I'm, uh, I'm going to go right off script on this one. This is one of these services that sends you a box of ingredients and four menu cards. And guess what it did, Zuckerman? Gave you a boner. Please don't say that in the <laughs> middle of an episode. I don't, I don't want to have to edit that out. I, I, did I show you the nice family I met from Chicago that said you're the one who doesn't swear and say things and the, and the cute oh, little kids who have to cover oh, their ears? Oh, that was a cute family. And then I got, I got a I'm in the middle DMs. of doing an ad. Do it. I'm in the middle, yes, from Do your it. two horrible fr- fans. <laughs> um, every plate. They sent this box they always send the stuff and i have to use it and i'll be honest with you i i wasn't going to use the every plate box well guess who found it mrs ferriston who's busy with all her political work and doing all her stuff and six nights in a row she cooked dinners out of this box and she said where did you get this this was every plate every plate 199 a meal 20 percent off two boxes they send you everything you need full plates Fuller Wallets with America's Best Value Meal Kit. I can tell you this stuff was delicious. I was so impressed with my wife's cooking. <laughs> I Did really you get was. Some? Uh, what's that? <laughs> Did you get some afterwards? Some dinner. I got some dinner. <laughs> no, I got... My wife was cooking, Zuckerman. Listen to what I'm saying. I can't. I don't have a very traditional house, right? <laughs> but five, six nights in a row, my wife cooked dinner. And it was delicious. I, I loved all of it, and I was so impressed with every plate, and she was too, that here's a meal kit that is uh, tr- for people with, with with inflation out of control. Here is a meal kit where it's only a dollar ninety nine a meal delivered right to your door. Um, think of it this way: one meal from every plate is the same price as one cup of coffee. Getting dinner on the table used to be a challenge. Now every plate uh, you don't ha- you can plan, shop, deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a delightful price. With most meals coming together in 30 minutes or less, I can test to that. It leaves more time for you to spend outside. The sauces, the carrots, everything, Zuckerman. Everything was there. This is not so your let's keep Stop bringing helper. up the other crap. We want to keep these guys. I like them. Every plate uh, for just $1.99 per meal plus an additional 20% off for your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and enter the code SPIKE. Oh, it's a new one. SPIKE199. Spike 199, which is 991 backwards. Spike 199. Go to everyplate.com and enter the code Spike 199. Everyplate.com, Spike 199, and you're going to get, uh, let's see, 20% off for two weeks by going to Everyplate and entering Spike 199. There you go. We love them. They're great. Look at that. That's I just a hundred dollar value right there. I just can't wait till we start doing Sunday school ads and Zuckerman starts. <laughs> Blue jamming in boners. <laughs> Let's talk boners about uh, and Sunday school and Spike Father Nelson. <clears throat> you and I drove on the same day. Yes, the Ferrari Spike first in ninety Stradale, the SF ninety, the car named after yours truly. Um, but it was the again, Assetto Fiorano version. Yes, uh, quite an honor. Yeah. Uh, this car, if you don't know it, it was a twenty twenty one. It's mid engine, all wheel drive, two passenger coupe. Base price half a mil. Uh, the twin turbo V8 that makes 769 horsepower and three electric motors, two in the front, one in the back, that adds up the rest to 986 horsepower. That's right. Eight-speed dual clutch, top speed, 211 miles an hour, zero to 60, 2.3. It says here that would be the car and driver number, um, but oh, I think great. they tell you two and a half. Yeah, Motor right? might have a different number, right? Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, 
combined gasoline electricity 7 mpge 20 20 24 blah 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 ev range 15 miles and the one we drove the assetto fiorano was seven hundred and four thousand. and that is the suspension right the way it was a lot of stuff but it's yeah the the steel springs are gone they replace replaced with titanium springs which are a little bit stiffer but still a good ride the interior is all carbon the wing on the back is all carbon the split wing on the back and it's yeah, it's just a it's a and you liked it, package. I think, right? Oh, I, I love you liked it as much as I did. I was I enthralled by that. Car. I want to tell uh, yeah. Let me just give you my broad strokes. Yeah, I know it, you please, did a full please, review please. on it, and yeah, I did yeah. not. But I felt like you know here we have an Italian nine eighteen, right? Um, but with newer technology, you have a car that you can pull out of your neighborhood on all electric power, so you're starting it up and you're not making noise. And then you have a level of sophistication that will separate you from the Lamborghini crowd. And I mean, uh, what I mean by that is when you get on it, it's got a beautiful sound Gorgeous. and feel, but there's a, a sophistication to it that, uh, that a Lamborghini doesn't have or even previous Ferraris. Right. right? So, I, yeah, I mean, the, the one car that I've driven this pandemic that really has stuck in my mind that I'm like, I really like that was the Roma, the Ferrari Roma, right. because it yeah, was me too. so unlike other modern Ferraris. It was sophisticated and it was elegant. And this is on that evolutionary track, but like double the horsepower essentially. And then exactly right. You start it up, you drive on, you know, it can go, by the way, it can go like 80 some miles an hour on pure electricity. And then you get to the canyons and then you fire up the engine and the engine sounds so good. And the second the engine's on, you, you lose all the electric sound. You have no idea there's any electric, anything happening. The steering's tremendous. The brakes are incredible. Uh, and then uh, if you're driving around in performance mode, it's also charging the battery. So then when right, you're right. done running the canyons, you have a full <clears throat> battery and you drive home on electric. It's fucking brilliant. And it goes. Yeah, and oh, that's, you know, a 918 does that. And when is that? Zuckerman, 918s are 2014, 2015? 15. 2015, yeah. Right. But it's, you know, again, one is German and one is Italian. And you're exactly right. Like you get a call in the car, you pop it into electric and it's it's quiet. It's yeah. Just, and, it's just and, uh, I, lo- I love the 918, but it's like it's a wild animal. It also feels like a science kit, like an experiment of some sort. This is fully integrated. It's like three cars in one essentially right right and it's just and unlike everything except for the roma that ferrari makes like the the steering is just tremendous the brakes are good ferrari hasn't had great brakes in a for some reason for a long time right brakes are excellent and yeah i mean zero to 60 and whatever but like zero to 125 in like six and a half seconds right come on yeah it's just it's one of the fastest. It's a thousand horsepower. It's it's, it's just ludicrous. I mean, I, I got excited about the torque vectoring and the turning. Yeah, right. But, but but it's not it's not like the NSX, which is you feel that you're like oh there's something. right right. This just feels like great. But explain steering. to our listeners what that means and so, how that helps you go faster through a turn. Yeah. So each each wheel on the front has its own motor. Right. And so if you're turning left, it'll power the right wheel, the right front wheel. It'll power it more than it's powering the left one. It'll spin it faster. So it's just, you know, it's just... It's pulling you through the turn in a way. Yeah, and it, and it works. You know, I mean, Honda does that with their, their or Acura with the Super right. and all the But this just feels better than it all the It feels good, stuff. right? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can really hit that turn. What percentage faster would you think than like a 48 if you're jumping into a turn? It's just, it, with a 48, it, you know, you're going to go through the corner and then, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll turn the wheel, but then you have to correct. You're coming back to the... If you're turning left, you get a little bit back to the right, not too much... Now I go back left. This is just smooth and elegant. It goes where you want, and it, it feels good. It, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was I was expecting nothing out of this car just because yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, it's, it's going to be an F8 Tributo with like more, you know, more weight and stuff. Yeah, it's not that. It's cool. It's it's, it's, it's cool. aroma. Yeah, basically in terms of like the, that 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 just that sophistication. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. I was I yeah, was me too. Blown away. I'm Can a fan. you go and buy one? Sure. Yeah, it's a regular production. That's the thing. They'll make as many. They'll sell as many as they can make. Smart. Yeah, and what's weird? So this is the question, right? So you know, two eighty eight GTO, F forty, F fifty, the uh, Enzo LaFerrari, right? And they're saying this is the successor. This is the sixth. But you from, can get this. But all those were limited, and this one isn't. So that's the question amongst the Ferrari collectors, which that's uh, a whole headache. But because this isn't limited, is it special enough? You know what I mean? It'll be very limited by the very nature of its price. There will be. What yeah. can they possibly sell? You think they'll sell a thousand? I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to be in production for. You know, but then they also like simultaneously are releasing that eight twelve Competizione, which 
is kind of more desirable just because it's like, you know, it's a V12. It's over 800 horsepower. It's 9,500 RPM redline. Uh, it's crazy arrow. By the way, one thing we didn't talk about, the arrow on the SF90 in the press release, there's 14 paragraphs about the aerodynamics. It's the most. It's insane. I was like going mental. Do you read all that stuff? I have to. Yeah, I'm writing a review, but like it's just it's <laughs> mental. It's the job, Ferris. I go like this. I see the 50 pages. I just delete that one. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, what are the, where's the small spec paragraph? Yeah. How many horsepower? How fast? Yeah. I love, I love that thousand, you look at yeah, car and driver it. and not motor trend. That's that's great. I, I, oh. it's, can I tell you what I look at? I look for the smallest thing I can cut and paste to take his notes to bring here just as a quick reference. But I'll go there. Uh, it doesn't have much storage. No, not much. It's teeny tiny. Better than, better than a Chiron. Right. Than the Bugatti. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I love the way the engine. You can see here, they've lowered the engine. Oh, the engine's so on the freaking down. ground. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like the Isn't LFA. Okay. The the engine, the top of the engine is below the top of the rear wheels. It's it's, it's so, they've, so low. They've lowered the center of gravity of the car. And right? here's the thing, right? So you've driven the four million dollar Bugatti right. Chiron Pure Sport. Mm -hmm. Which I, I would say, okay, that's a little bit of a better car. However, is it like three million a three point three million dollars better? Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, you know, and yeah. like, you know, I, I think that the Ferrari is a little funny looking. Uh, you know, it, it looks like it came out of a wind tunnel. Like, if you really, if you look at it next to a Prius, just the the aerodynamic cheats to make it as slippery as possible. They came to the same conclusions, right? Aerodynamics is a science. So it's not as gorgeous as like the Roma or as like aggressive as the Bugatti, but. Fuck, it drives good. It yeah, drives okay, so yeah. well. So you're taking it over 918. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I would for sure. Okay, for sure, but for now sure. do you think, when what's what's Porsche going to come out with in this marketplace next? Do we have any idea? Do they do a hybrid or do they just do a pure electric? You know, that's what? that's the question. I don't know. And, 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 yeah. They've got to have something, right? Do you know? Yeah, when you do you can think feel they'll announce something? Any clue? I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's been this... 960 is i keep hearing this number there's gonna be a 960 and you know this is how strange the world is now there's a hole in the marketplace for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar cars right there's lots of million dollar cars you, you can get a lot of ferraris and you know you pay the dealer markup on a porsche there's lots of five hundred thousand dollar cars to buy and aventador is 500 grand but 750 there's a hole in the market you know so and you've so, heard this 960 number. I've heard this 960, but it, ke you know, it keeps changing. But that has disappeared, right? And I, th there, was, there was talk of the, like the Panamera chassis. Right. It would be a two-door. It would be the hybrid. It would be in the 800-horsepower range. But now Ferrari drops this, and it's basically 1,000 horsepower. Right. you got to compete. Be. What happens to the Panamera with the Taycan now? Does that just disappear? No, because they, they, they sell so many of them. No, I, no it doesn't. You don't think but. the Taycan's eaten into the Panamera? A little bit, but you know, it's it's the thing is like electric EVs are such a small corner of the market. Like it's like maybe three percent. They're out and, selling the nine eleven, the Taycan. Well, that's but the, just like as as a, as the U.S. market, right? There's like right. seventeen million cars sold. Three percent are electric, so it's, yeah. it's just a tiny little. And California is weird. We're seeing stuff that no one else in the country is seeing. Right. You know, so right. you're telling me less than a million cars a year are EVs being sold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, whatever. look at look whatever Tesla does, right? That's the bulk of them. And then, you know, the, the Nissan Leaf and a couple others Question. selling big numbers. Question. Taycan, I'm going to plug it in from, at empty. How much, how much electricity in dollars does it take to fill that car? Depends where and when. So if you do it at your house at night, it's like seven to twelve dollars to fully charge okay. it. If you go to Electrify America, which I think is Porsche's partner with them, and you do it midday, uh, and you're not going to do a full charge at Electrify America because after thirty minutes it slows down. But it's like twenty-seven bucks for one hundred and fifty miles around. I've got a universal fast charger at one of my buildings. Okay, what is it going to cost to charge that car there during the day? Uh, it's, I, yeah, it's 25 bucks. Really? Yeah. Are we ever going to get to the point where it's like five kilowatts per or five bucks per kilowatt? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to, you know what I mean? The same well, problem we're at with it, gasoline it, it right now. Are we going to get that? cheaper. And again, the thing is, most people with electric cars, they're going to charge at night. Yeah. Right? And so well, at their friend's house. I've noticed something. There's a certain arrogance about electric car guys. Now, at my office, I have, I have a, a, a Tesla charger, I got a BMW charger. Take hand guy can charge there. 
right? And there's there's a thought like, oh, it's electricity, it's free. Yes, right? there I have is, an electric but car. it's not. It's not. And I think like like I would <clears throat> I would never I don't begrudge my partner doing that. But it, it's the it's the assumption that I'm just going to charge you. Yeah, right? you mind like, if I plug in? And then it's like five days a week. So it's all, you're telling me a hundred bucks a week? A little more than that, yeah. All right, so I'm I'm giving this motherfucker five hundred dollars <laughs> okay. a month. Here's and his then, next call. And then and then you know, but but what if I with that's, my gas car walked up and I said to him, "Hey, give me five hundred bucks for right. this month's gas." Right. He'd say, "You're crazy." Yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to slash my own hoses, electric hoses, <laughs> that is. You know, speaking of electric cars, oh. uh, in a minute, I'm going to play my interview with uh, Darren Palmer, who is Ford's global director for battery electric vehicles. And he, uh, I chatted with him about that new Ford Lightning uh, the other day. He's that's telling a, us all about That's a big deal in the history of the electric very, vehicle. Very, very big deal. We had a nice talk. Um, before we do that, yep. uh, got to talk about our newest sponsor, CollectingCars.com. Do, 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 do. We love those guys. Um, they're to bring a trailer of Europe. That's not in their ad. I hope they don't mind that. But they, uh, they've got some amazing, amazing 911s there. Uh, they have the most original WRC car in the world. An exceptional piece of rally history coming soon. The ex-Richard Burns 2000 Rally GB winning Subaru Impreza S6. Um, you can check that out at collectingcars.com. They've got a whole video on it narrated by none other than Christopher Harris. Oh. Christopher Harris. He does their podcast. He does all their social. I'm guessing he's got equity in the company, too. <laughs> Good guess. Good guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, where Chris Harris goes, there's always cool cars. So domestic U.S. auctions, uh, they're starting them up right now, managed by the team in their new L.A. office. Uh, what are they selling? Well, they have a 1972 Porsche 911S, previously owned by renowned art dealer and artist, curator Kenny Schechter. They have a 2000 Bentley Mullinar, uh, originally commissioned in special trim to be uh, the Frankfurt Motor uh, Show car. They have a 2020 Shelby GT500, capable of mid three seconds, zero to 60, sub 11 second quarter mile scores. They have 1966 Chevy Impala. Our top four-door classic cruiser. That sounds like something I would like. Um, a 69 Ford Mustang Mach 1. Seven-year restoration. Full Marty Report. Uh, 2002 Jaguar Vonda Plus. You get it, guys. They have everything. They've got a ton of cool cars. They are collectingcars.com. Uh, go and sign up for their daily email. You want to go there and sign up for their daily email um, and uh, start buying cars. And they have plenty of stuff. If you're going to sell cars, they don't charge you. You can just list it. The buyer has to pay and uh, doesn't have to pay much. So there you go. Here we go. Putting the uh, the bigger auctions out of business. Sorry, R.M. Sotheby's. Sorry. Uh, Gooding. Yeah. What's going to say it? I love David. I love Gooding. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been a good run, David. <laughs> He's doing fine. He's doing fine. He's selling player pianos and sheet music. <laughs> David, Typewriters. Stop it. We antennas. love David. He's one of our Santa Monica guys, one of our guests. He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of mine. And a friend of a yours. A friend of mine, too. And I a friend love of him. all of us. He's ours. had a good run. Um, uh, anything else before we bring out Ford guy? What are you driving right now? You're driving that Mercedes G-Wagon. G63 with the trail package. Is that a G63. 2021? Uh, this might be a 20. I, the pandemic just screwed everything up. But it, finally, so when they launched the new G-Wagon, they had the G550 with the trail package. So that just means 20-inch wheels with off-road tires. They couldn't figure out how to get them onto the AMG. Right. the brakes are too big. So they finally came out with a new wheel. It took a year. And so this has uh, off-road tires, mud flaps, and it has some off-road modes. The paint is what caught my attention. Arabian gray. It is like a non-metallic gray, right? It's great. And I went, I, I took And my, you were uh, off-roading in it, I right? took my nephew and my kid off-roading yesterday, and we had a great time. And, and you love it. It's so good off-road. It's just, it was so, I, 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 I took my nephew out in a Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro. Pretty good off-road truck. Right. And there was one spot where... You know, when, when you go off-roading, what, you, what I do is you leave it, you know, in rear-wheel drive until you get stuck. Then you go four high. Then you go four low. Then you start locking stuff up, right? So my nephew's convinced. He was 11. He's like, we're not going to make it. we are got to get out of the Toyota. I'm like, we'll make it. We'll make it. And I'm kicking dust up. And, and you know, we, after I locked up the whatever diff, it made it up. In the Mercedes, like, no drama at all. Same spot. And he just turns right. to me. He's like... The G-Wagon is so much better than the Toyota. <laughs> I'm like, an 11-year-old could tell the difference. You know? And uh, oh, it was great. It was fantastic. It's, it's a and, gorgeous truck. And, it, and again, capable. I will say, 
not that anyone does this either, because no one goes off-road in these, but I took it up to Angeles Crest, to the Newcombs thing, and, um, you know, with the off-road tires, it's not as sharp as the regular one on the rubber band tires. Right. So, handling's a little down. I still passed about 10 Porsches on the way up, so that was fun. But I like it. It's, um, it's, it's a hell of a truck. Pretty. All right. Darren Palmer, Ford Global Director for Battery Electric Vehicles. We had a nice chat, and uh, we were talking about what a momentous historic moment this is for Ford. Not since, not since uh, people came off horses and got into these smoky, noisy things. And now, of all things, the Ford F-150, the, uh, the good old boy pickup truck, now has a frunk. Now has is all electric. A big frunk. A big frunk. A big four hundred pounds you can put in the frunk. And uh, and a whole new thing is starting. And we had a great chat about it in the in the future of electric vehicles at Ford. And this is it. Say hello to Darren Palmer. Hi, Darren. How are you? Good afternoon. It's been a very busy week. I'll bet it has. A um, defining moment, uh, a historic moment for Ford. Really, this this transitioning of uh, into electric power, and um, you know, it, it's so much bigger than people think it is. This moment, because when you think of pickup trucks, you think of uh, country music and uh, you know, and, and and culture wars and a certain kind of guy and rifle racks, and now. The Ford F-150 is going to be electric. Um, I remember, you know, years ago I was doing the show Car Matchmaker, and I remember this stat on the Ford F-150. Um, most popular vehicle sold in America. Do you remember how many that it was? Were they selling one every minute or every couple of minutes? Yeah. I, it sounds like every minute. It's a million <laughs> units. Yeah. A million units, right. And now um, it's going to be electric. Tell us it about is. it. It is, and we have been holding this back for a while, ready to talk about it. So we're super excited about it. So our strategy is in Ford to electrify our icons first. And that doesn't mean put a motor in it. That means reinvent it as an electric vehicle. We believe when you get a new technology, you have to use it to do something meaningful more than the last one. So it can't just replace the gas truck. It has to do more and be better. Mm -hmm. And so all of our electric cars, this is the goal. We're not making any compliance cars. So you saw what we did with Mac-E, and that produces a vehicle at a price, and performance was never possible. Then the e-transit gives a cost of ownership that pays back, in some cases, under two years for people. And that means you're, you're more competitive in your own field if you buy a product like that. Then we come to the F-150, where really it's a little bit like it's the best tool. So I've spoken to truck drivers all over the country and, and with, with our F-150 team, who they're the closest to customers of any team I've ever seen, and they talk with them about what they need. And every feature we put on this truck is based on being usable by people, real-world people, to help them in their life and have a better life. Uh, and let me, can, can I just ask you a couple things. of questions and just jump in there? So is yeah. the F-150, there, there are no more internal combustion engines coming after this? It's all electric? Oh, no, we're not saying that. So the F-150, we, we have the gas F-150 and diesel. We have a hybrid F-150. Okay. And you've seen some of the functionality that that's got a generator on board and so on. And now we add to it the battery electric one. Right, right. That's really exciting. Now, you had a special... Uh, test driver to unveil it the other day. Tell everybody who that was. Yeah, that, that was President Biden. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he and, got on it, right? I mean, he, yeah, he jumped he, on it. He came in and he wanted to see the F-150 um, Lightning. And he came down and came and spoke to our workers and, our, and the UAW and endorsed what we were doing because this is made in America and the batteries will be made in America. Um, he's very, so he's very supportive, but he says he's a car guy. He's father had a leadership. He said, "I'm going to drive it." And the Secret Service said, "You can't. No, it's not done. Presidents don't drive cars." But um, our team were ready in case of such a request, and uh, whisked him over to the track. And um, he and they, the Secret Service didn't like it, but he said, "I'm doing it anyway." So he he got in the truck, 
one secret service agent and, and our CEO, Jim Farley, said to him, listen, Joe, I want you to push that throttle hard. And he said, it's all right, Jim, I got this. And he whizzed <laughs> off down the track. And then they couldn't get him out of it. He's both up and down. In the track. And, and he was with our engineer, Linda Zhang. She told me she's, he was asking so many questions, we couldn't get him out of the truck. Oh, that's so great. And, and and he highlighted the fact that this truck goes 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds. No malarkey. It just jams. And, yeah, he and, and like, even wow. he inspired fake news. He inspired fake news that said that the Secret Service was really driving and not him. He's, he seemed to be incapable of pressing the throttle, according to this fake news story that... Uh, what I call dumb America has put out there and has now since been disproven. But you saw it with your own eyes, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, he definitely <laughs> mashed it. And, uh, he mashed and it's, it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a long, it's a large object to, to see moving. And yeah. when you see how it takes off, it's incredible. Wow. So, I mean, it, I mean, it, this was supercar performance a few years ago. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. talking about top-end sports car performance. So, um, yeah, he loved it and he had a big smile on his face and um, – yeah, could have well, that, that, that is so cool. Well, he's a Corvette owner. You know, he owns a vintage Corvette. We we desperately want him to come on the show and and tell us about uh, his love of the Corvette and driving it. Even though we're not really a Corvette show, he's uh, he's a legit uh, car guy. Um, well, let's. I have a, a ton of questions for you that maybe you can answer because I, you know, a truck like this has piqued my interest and. Um, you know, if I were to get into a pickup truck, it would definitely be an electric pickup truck. And I like everything I've seen so far. Um, let's talk uh, broad strokes, charging network. Is there a plan for a charging network? Yeah, it's really important. We, we think this truck's going to pull people in who have never had an electric vehicle. And then we have to solve the problems for the, our customers before they even know it's a problem. So the first is the charging network. So we have, we have put together the biggest charging network in America. It's 63,000 plugs. And they're all stored in the computer system of the vehicle, and you get access to them. In fact, you get 250 kilowatts of free charging with the vehicle. Many of them are fast chargers, so-called. The system knows that. And you just drive up, plug in, and it automatically authorizes and pays. So you just plug in and generally walk off and grab a coffee. And most journeys where you are boosting the battery on a journey, really you charge for about 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, I, it takes me that to get a coffee, look at my email and get back in the truck. So right, right. Um, really, it's a minimum inconvenience for people. And we have put that network together to make it really easy. Um, uh, the operating system of the truck, I, I've noticed a trend, um, Volvo recently, is an Android operating system. A and I know I'm missing something here because I know car companies don't want to... Uh, uh, isolate from the uh, iPhone people. <laughs> but when you sit down and it's an Android and you're the half of America that has the iPhone, how do you reconcile a decision like that without oh, offending well, us iPhone owners? I'm one of them, if you can't tell. No problem. There's a lot lot of people there. So um, so actually, our, our system and the whole design of the truck is agnostic to, to any system you use. We're, we're about giving you your stuff. Our, car, our vehicles are centered around the human, not about any system. It's about you. So when you get in this truck and, you, and your phone connects automatically over Wi-Fi, um, it, it brings up the operating system. If you have Apple, you, get, uh, you can have a, a CarPlay. And if you have Android, you have Android Auto. So we have our own operating system. It actually runs on HTML5. It's like a website type of system. It's the, the only one that I know of, actually. And it means the system configures itself to you. You don't have to tell it what to do. You just use it. Within about an hour, it has customized itself to you. And it has a profile like Netflix. So you wouldn't watch your kids' Netflix. You'd watch your own. And so it knows you. When you walk up to the car, it loads. And everything you do becomes yours. Your apps and CarPlay in your case, all your music and Spotify, whatever music streaming you're using, all of that projects onto the screen in that huge 15-and-a-half-inch screen. Let's talk about the weight of the vehicle. I thought I read 8,000 pounds and, and then 10,000 pounds, depending on the model. Is that accurate? I think it, this is the towing. So it, so it, it can the vehicle will tow up to 10,000 pounds. Um, but what does it weigh then? What is the weight? It's about, of it? it's about 600 pounds more than a normal F-150. Which is? Um, because of the battery. 
don't have it right to hand right now. I okay. want to give you an accurate number if I'm saying it. So, um, but it's about six hundred pound more, and and because we have an aluminium upper body, it means we still have space for two thousand pound of payload, wow. um, which is very important. Yeah, no, um, it's it's really interesting. Um, let me see, uh, three hundred miles of range. Is yeah, that so that's right. Talk so, about the range. Yeah, so th- three hundred miles, and um, and two hundred and thirty miles in the standard model. Okay. Um, and importantly, we decided to include the high speed charger for home. So it has an eighty amp charger, which is free okay. when you buy the extended range vehicle. Then that charging box is also the enabler for this bi directional power, this backup power system. I see. And, and and how do you how do you have a high speed charger at home if I'm just plugging it into my house and I'm a one ten? What does that mean? How does that well, speed things up? Yeah. So when you, when you put a charging box in, this yep. is wired back to your uh, wall box, your, your um, um, switch box. Yes. And it's two two twenty volts. Right. So uh, actually, two twenty comes into your house. It's just your house split. You split it out into one t- different banks of 110. So the electrician will wire this up to your garage or wherever you're going to put it. Um, and it gives you 220 volts at 80 amps, which is, you know, a high, high speed charge. Right, right. Did you Do you have choices? Like I know Tesla uses a different sort of nozzle at the end of that electric uh, uh, cord. Um, and then there seems to be the standard one. Um, we have a charge point charger at the house here that, that, that we use. Uh, yeah, what yeah. is yours? Did it, was there a decision that went into that, or did you just want to make it chargeable at any place? That yeah, that no, we, we want absolute standard charger because right, right. the network, our network, sixty three thousand today, but there's huge investment going in now as everybody's seeing the potential. So you will see that network grow exponentially over the next few years. So it's very important that we wanted a complete standard connector. So it's a it's a completely standard connector. So you can go to the Ford website right now and put down a hundred bucks and reserve this. I'm guessing. You can, and <laughs> if anyone would like one, I would advise them to do that because um, it's kind of getting a lot of attention, and yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone to be disappointed. So well, I'd do that as fast as you can. I would guess you're also being impacted by the chip shortage. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's mainly this quarter. So that's really n- not to do with this launch, which is next year. That's great. So that's this quarter, and that caught everybody by surprise because these chips are in everything, even the smallest camera part. So right, right. caught everybody out. Um, and when the volumes really went up after when people thought they were going to go down for COVID. So we're busy either resourcing the chip or sourcing more as capacities, you know, we're pushing up the capacity. So, but we did have to shut down the plants for a while for the second quarter. So we should be, we should be out of that um, by the end of the year. So therefore this is, we shouldn't affect this launch. When you have an electric vehicle like this, does it, does it have more chips in it or less than a regular ice vehicle? Uh, usually more because they usually linked with higher tech and we recognize that. So there's extra features in this truck, like, the weighing scales that weigh what the payload is or the trailer important for range so that's why we have that in there it has a pro trailer backup assist so you put a target on the trailer you press a button it virtually automatically hits you wow puts it right below the hitch and you just drop it on which is important if also people are going to start buying the trucks who are not really truck drivers before yeah yeah they really appreciate these features as well how many do you think you're going to be putting out a year Oh, we don't talk about volumes, but, yeah, but, <laughs> but, no, but we, but we, um, it's so just us. Not, yeah, <laughs> you can tell me. Yeah, but, but we, we, look, we're not in this for a couple of trucks, as I'm probably <laughs> gathered. Um, we're building a beautiful new center at the Roos site. Um, that's where President Biden visited. Um, and, you know, we're, we're serious about this. I mean, the price tells you that we're serious. There's serious scale in this. That's how we can achieve that price. Um, and and we know America's near, ready for this now. Um, and so, yeah, we're planning to, this is significant. 
Um, and we'll and we're looking at how our reactions are coming in now, but right. reactions are coming in very well. I, I can tell you now. It's very it's very exciting. Now, when I saw it, it just uh, it made me excited for this whole new era of vehicles and this big shift and a, and really a shift we haven't seen since people got off horses and into vehicles. Right? That's where we're all at right now. We're getting out of these loud, smoky things and into these lovely battery powered quiet things and it, it, it is it, I, i'm literally reading books on psychology at the moment yeah because because um when you see what the truck offers i mean it outruns any f-150 we ever made including our current raptor and it starts at thirty nine thousand dollars, and it pulls ten thousand pounds so you ask yourself why is everybody not looking at that and part right, of that is right. their psychology and what they've got in their head about what electric does and, and I've watched, even in Mac E, I've watched people who say, I'm not into electric, I'm, I love my VA, and understand. And after a 20 minute drive, they come out and say, I'm, I've got to have one. I'll, yep. I'll buy one. I'll be in my family, I have two cars, one of them's going to be this. I've seen that hundreds of times. On the truck, it's going to be the same thing. People are going to say, oh, yes, but is it as strong? Yes, but is it as powerful? And, and the answer is, no, it's stronger and it's more powerful. And it's fantastic off-road. So the original Lightning was a very fast performance truck, but didn't particularly tow, wasn't particularly good off-road. This is all of them. It's good off-road, yeah. it's great for tow, and yeah. it's high. Yeah. So, so that's it will take people a while to believe that or see that. If they get to the point of being inquisitive because they see the features and they try one, if you get to the point of test driving this truck, in 10 minutes, you're going to be saying, I got to have it. Because it feels like no truck you ever drove. Yep, uh, it, it's uh, it's a disrupt on uh, a global level, and it reminds me of of I'm old enough to remember the BlackBerry and the flip phone, and all these people walk in with this iPhone. I say that's not gonna be me. I, I don't want something like that. <laughs> and the future just comes, and the flip phones and the Blackberries disappear forever, and this new thing is there. And, and trucks like the Ford F-150 Lightning and this era of electric vehicles, it, it, whether you like it or not, it's here, it's coming. Jump on in. Darren, thank you for taking time to talk to us today. I, I can't wait to drive it. I, I know uh, Hallie's there from uh, Ford PR. Hallie, if you can hear me, make sure you sign me up for a drive. I want to get in this thing. I'm excited about it. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on, Darren, and telling us about it. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I can't wait to get them out to dealers. We'll have them at every dealer when we launch so that people can go and try it. Because and, and do we have a launch date need. yet? Uh, yeah, it'll be in the hands of customers mid next year. Mid next year. There you go. Yes. All right. Go well, it's coming. Side. All right, man. Well, very nice to chat with you. Thank you so much. And there you are. Learned a lot, didn't you? Mm. Did you suck him? Scintillating. Scintillating conversation over Zoom. Have you have you driven that thing? No, no. Only Joe Biden's driven it. But here's where Ford, not, they're not going to get in trouble, but here's the thing, right? They announced it and everyone thinks, I can go buy it now. They're saying on sale in May 22. Mm. Yeah, so he said he year. said in the interview, he said midsummer next year. Yeah. But you can go put $100 down yeah. right now and get it, but you better hurry. But so there's a chance. So Rivian's going to have their electric pickup truck out first. GM might pull a fast one if they were smart and get theirs on the market first. This, the Tesla thing, I have no idea, but that could come out first. So, What about Bollinger? Uh, Bollinger's like a heavy – it's a whole different thing. It, right, it, right. It, it, that's like, it doesn't have like airbags. It's but not, what yeah. sells better than Ford F-150s? No. Nothing, well, it, well, right? well, that's it. Well, Every few a, minutes they well, sell here's one. Here's how dumb GM is. If they would combine the sales of the Chevy – Silverado and the GMC, GMC Sierra, which roll off the same line, they sell more than Ford, but they they'll never do that because they have to pretend that GMC is a real brand. Right. So they'll never do that. But GM actually sells more trucks than Ford. So. But there it is. It's yeah. a brave new world. Yeah. No, it's good. I can't wait. I mean, it's gonna what be a crazy so cool. shift that is, huh? And, and the other thing is, like, the numbers they're giving out, like the 300 miles of range. In a year, battery technology is moving quicker than anything. Like, that might be 400 miles of range. Right, You right. know what I mean? And, and by the way, it'll keep improving and improving and improving. So everyone who's like, oh, that's not enough range, like, well, wait a little is bit. Is a 1,000-mile range possible? Sure. Well, you could do it now if you had enough batteries, right? But, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Lucid, which is launching, like, I think next month, 
uh, that's going to be over 500 miles of range right out of the gate, you know, and, and, and they're just getting started. Isn't it funny we're trading horsepower for range now? Yeah. Well, but the Lucid's also like, I think, uh, 1,080 horsepower. So right. <laughs> you're not trading shit. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. That Ford, one with the big battery, is 575 horsepower or something like that, 750 pound-feet of torque. Like, What is that, the stout. Shiba? That's the Shiba. What did he find? He's making He's trying noises. to get in. He wants to go down. Oh, maybe he did get down. No, he's sitting right there. He's by the. He's by your door. The sliding door. Uh, yeah, I don't think he likes the cigars, frankly. Oh, that's you. You're you're yeah. projecting. But you're no, but like <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm waiting. I'm, I'm uh, the one I care about. Not to no. I'll say nice things about GM. The GMC Hummer. Yes, that's we the love truck. that too. That's what yeah, I yeah, want. It's the greatest. Yeah. Oh my god. That's well, there the you truck. go, folks. Uh, Send your lithium to us. <laughs> we want uh, all your lithium. No, no. Ford is low lithium. The Ford batteries are low lithium battery tech. They're using. What are they using instead? I don't know anything Who about. You? I don't know what I'm saying. But it's low lithium. That's all the time we have, folks. It's been nice to be with you. Hopefully, we'll be with you next week, and we won't be. Uh, look! Look! It's a bird. He see. Look! It's this bird he's barking at. That's what he's going nuts at. See that bird trying to fly in your house? Yes. Yeah, that's what he's upset about. One. Look at that guy. It's a very nice bird. It's beautiful up here, Zuckerman. Thank you for having us by. Always. Yes. This was nice. Um, and thank you for defending Matt Farah and I and all of the car people who decide to get coffee in Malibu. We thank you and CZR Law. Uh, if you'd like to join our class action, <laughs> just DM. If you show up for the Malibu Cars and Coffee and you've been harassed by the police, now you know who to call. Um, Johnny, anything you got to say before we go? Nah, I'm good. That's it. I'm, I'm good, good too. We will see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.